Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 33. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, we talked about the seven lies we are telling ourselves about our stuff. And I don't know about you, but I have been catching myself in those lies as I've been working to declutter. One of them that gets me every time, especially in my closet, is I will wear this someday. Aspirational clutter is real when I look at things that used to fit me. It's hard to accept my body as it is right now, let alone feel stylish. Luckily, Jennifer Mackey Mary is here to help us discover our style so we can feel confident while having our clothing be applicable to our everyday life. She also has some amazing tips on how to edit our closet effectively and efficiently without what she calls photo, fear of throwing out. Jennifer helps women have easier mornings and better days. Her business, Everyday Style, is on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give them the tools to make style easy. She's the host of the top 10 podcast, The Everyday Style School, that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. She's been styling women for over two decades, and there isn't a body shape she hasn't seen or a style struggle she hasn't heard. And she knows the solution is easier than you think. Jennifer is passionate about raising confident daughters, female entrepreneurship, and getting every woman in the world a better bra. Yes, I love that. Amen to that. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's conversation with Jennifer Mackey Mary. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, hi, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and you are my uh, style guru, but you didn't know it. Um, back in 2018, I was feeling like very frumpy. Don't really have a better word for it. Just postpartum frumpy. And I found out about you. I think it was through the maximized minimalist, um, podcast with Katie Wells. And I was like, Oh, I need someone to help me figure out what I'm supposed to wear. And so I became one of your clients and I really love your realistic approach to women loving how they feel and what they wear. And I'm just a really big fan of yours. So thank you so much. I'm just thrilled to talk to you about all the things. And can you please introduce yourself, uh, just you, your family, how you serve women and just how you like to spend your time? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I am Jennifer Mackey, Mary or Jen, either one is fine with me. Um, my business is everyday style and I'm the host of the everyday style school podcast, which teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed is what we like to say. Uh, my family, I live in the frozen tundra of Minnesota <laughs> and I live with my my husband, Andrew, who I love to call St. Andrew, I have two just amazing daughters. They are 14 and 11, which I have to tell you, I love teenagers so much. I love, I just, I love being a teen mom. It's the best. Um, and then we have two rescue dogs who don't get along. So that is my day is making sure that nobody is stealing each other's bones or starting a fight or anything like that. What, one second. So the yeah. teenage, the teenagers get along, but the dogs don't. I just want to put that out there. I know the, the dogs <laughs> do not get along. Did the teenagers... So, you know, I have a preteen and a teen. They're far enough in age apart where they don't really get along or not get along. They just sort of exist in the same space right now. <laughs> okay. But that's fine. That's fine. So my business, Everyday Style, we are all about helping real women love the way they look every single day. So I love that you use the word frumpy because I use that word all the time. Like, especially after you have kids there is this frump thing that happens where you're like, I don't know what this body is. I don't know what I'm supposed to wear. Like I want to look cute, but I'm not going anywhere. And it's just, it's a tough time. It's a really tough time. So our business really helps women who are kind of moving out of that phase. I always call it the Humpty Dumpty moment where you want to put yourself back together again. <laughs> right. And we help women find their cute, find their style, but make it applicable to your everyday life. You know, what I have found over the years is that women have great clothes for this aspirational life, like all the brunches they're going to go to and all the weekend getaways, but they literally have nothing cute to wear every single day. And the reality is we live 90% of our lives in the everyday, 90 to 99% of life is lived in the everyday, especially now when our lives have completely changed. So I really focused on helping women feel great about themselves every single day. You know, we are not, we don't style models and photo shoots and, you know, ad campaigns and all that kind of stuff. We just help women feel cute at the park and the grocery store and, you know, maybe get that promotion at work because they've, they've moved the frump into the office. So that's really, that's really who we help. And we do capsule wardrobe guides that help you figure out what to wear and where to buy it and how to put it together. And then we have our digital style classes that um, help you figure out how to dress your body shape and how to identify your style and how to edit your wardrobe. So yeah, we try to meet women where they are in a realistic way. Yes. And that has been my experience. And for my listeners that are the overwhelmed moms in the trenches, and they're just like, I have no idea whether I ate breakfast and I don't think I have the capacity to look cute. You know, they're yeah. just kind of in it. And it's so great that you're, like you said, meeting them where they're at. And I'm curious just um, if you have any sort of encouragement for these moms that are sort of in the trenches of the overwhelm, Oof. if there was uh, an experience that stands out um, either when you were a mom with the young kids or even now where you just were feeling that overwhelm that we all know so well and kind of what you did to overcome it, whether it be in your closet or other aspects of your life. Yeah, I am frequently overwhelmed. So um, I have plenty of stories. But one thing I will say is that our business is very cyclical because we put out these capsule guides every three months. There is like this nice lull downtime. 
I'm in one right now. We're recording, recording end of January where I'm like, oh, I can catch up on product projects and, you know, do fun things and take a day off and be with my kids. And then there is this time that is just crazy focused on work because our capsule guides, we show you what's in the stores. Now we give you links to what's in the stores now. So we create this huge product every three months, but we do it in about a two and a half to three week period. And this is a really, really rough time. And now it is so much better. And I'll tell you how we got to the point where I can, I can survive it. But it used to be that I would just have this sense of dread, you know, when I'm coming out of the lull and ramping up like this sense of dread. And even like, I wanted to quit my business every three months because it was just so bad. And I thought, I can't live like this. I cannot live like this. I used to have to buy my kids like a really, you can criticize my parenting, but I would buy them like a capsule present because mom was pretty much absent for a month. And then I'd be like, here's a trampoline. (laughs) Go jump while I figure out how to do this. (laughs) Here's a new dog, whatever. But you know, I, I felt like I had to make it up to them. And it was just a terrible way for my family to be living. So the first thing I did was I accepted what is, right? I I think that in in certain stages of life, especially like in the baby phase, you just have to accept what is. So in my business, we give a pass on style to moms of babies. Like if you're just getting puked on every five minutes, just just relax. You know, you don't, you don't have to worry about your shoes right now. Just accept what is. So in my business, you know, I talked to a lot of like um, coaches and, and, and consultants. I'm like, how do I make this easier? How do I make this livable? They're like, well, you should do it every six months. Well, that's not helpful because you know, we're going to be doing spring. I don't know what's in stores in summer. So I just had to accept what is, we want to put out a product that shows what is in stores right now. And so this is how we have to do it. There is no way around it. And then we looked at our processes and we're like, okay, what could we sort of simplify? What can we let go of? What can we, you know, what can we sort of standardize from season to season? So we did that. And then I said, okay, I don't have enough people. I don't have enough people. So I needed to add people to the team. And that was the hardest part was letting go of my own ego of like, I am the only person who can pick those shoes. No, you know what? There are a lot of people who are good at style and let's, let's give them the microphone and let them step up and have have another perspective other than mine. And then the last thing I did was I let go of the expectations of my husband a little bit because it used to be way back in the day. I'm like, okay, we're moving in into the season. You just have to handle it. You just have to handle it. And he's probably the most step-up husband in the entire world. Like he can make dinner every single night and he does the laundry. He's amazing, but he doesn't have like the mom brain. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. We know where all the balls are in the air and, you know, who needs an appointment for what and whose birthday is coming up. And he doesn't have that part. So I kind of just eased up on him a little bit. And I started having someone come in and clean the house halfway through the, the crazy time. Um, I, I started meal prepping like right now, if I make something that I can freeze, I'll double it and freeze. And then we have meals for that time. And, you know, now that we're in this season of like driving kids all over all the time, it would be impossible for him just to do it all himself. And he just doesn't, he just doesn't think like a woman. Right. And, and I let go of that expectation. And now you know, we finished our winter capsule guide in the beginning of December, which is a crazy time of year for everyone. And and for me personally, with my anniversary, kid's birthday, husband's birth, like it's so much, but I didn't even feel the need to be like, here's a new car. You know, I didn't, it was just like smooth and easy. And so, you know, I, th- I think that it was a few things, but first it started with accepting what is. 
Yeah. And not stressing about those things anymore. Like I, I'm not going to spend another dollar on a consultant to help me fix a problem that really isn't fixable. Yeah. I think that even for the mamas like me that are either starting their side hustle or business and they don't have this thriving business yet, there's so much to glean from that, especially um, recognizing that you're not the only one that can do things yep. that you might think, okay, well, yeah, I do it best according to me, <laughs> but just really empowering our family to be able yeah. to do things like whether that be our spouse or even our kids and recognizing like who, like you said, what is the non-negotiable? What cannot change? Accepting that and then being able to see where can I simplify? And I remember in one of your um, recent podcast episodes, you were talking about there's not like someone that's going to jump out of the bushes and say, hey, you shouldn't be wearing that top with those pants. <laughs> and similarly, there's not anyone in the bushes that's going to come out and be like, you really should make some more meals from Pinterest. You know, it's like, let's just make it easy on ourselves because there's the comparison a lot of times comes from our own head and not like real life. For sure it does. It's funny. I was scrolling through my phone last night and I don't, I think it was like on Apple news or something, but the little headline was don't become an expert in the baby. I was like, "What, what does that mean? And it was about the best advice that this woman ever got. And her mother noticed her correcting her husband on something with the baby. And she said, don't become an expert in the baby because when you become an expert in the baby, nobody else can. And, you know, I think I started my business when my little one was a year old and I went from like no clients to completely booked within probably six months. Like it was a really, that was another overwhelmed time for sure. But I, I didn't have the luxury of being the expert in the baby because I worked nights when other people were off and wanted to go through their closet. That's when I was at their house and weekends. So he had to be the expert in the baby too. And you know what? They, they are thriving and they have an amazing relationship with their dad. And I know like if I wanted to take a week with my friends, I could, I I was never that mom was like, I can't go out until the kids are in bed. I have to make a meal first. No, figure it out. Put them in bed, do it. Right. Giving people the opportunity to do it take so much pressure off of you. And all of a sudden we don't have to run around with like this, the weight of the world on our shoulders. Cause let's face it. We have enough. Every woman has enough weight on her shoulders. Like anything you can, anything you can give to other people give. And if it's not perfect, if that Pinterest meal, isn't perfect, if you serve spaghetti one more time, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Yes. Thank you for that reminder. My kids are um, just had a birthday actually yesterday. So five and six and a half year old boys. And so sometimes I'm kind of looking ahead and you're like, okay, but if I give them chicken nuggets another night, are they going to be okay? And of course they are going to be, they're totally going to be fine. I watched this. um, It was like top chef. Right. And these guys are amazing men, men and women. They're amazing chefs and they're cooking all these ingredients, but they had this one episode where their moms came on and the mom was like, I could not get him to eat a single vegetable. I don't think he ate anything other than mac and cheese. And that moment was like this watershed moment for me as a parent, because I have a kid who will only eat pasta. She's a pastatarian, right? That's all she eats. But I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, this guy is, has grown up to be cooking like broccoli rob, you know, and gooey duck and all these ingredients that his mom probably never would have thought that he would do. So 
you know, everything changes. Everything changes. There's hope. And it'll for, all be okay. There's hope for us all. <laughs> there is. There totally oh is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I'm going to shift over here to your wheelhouse, your expertise here. Um, I recently did a podcast episode just about sort of how I approach capsule wardrobes, um, which is really for the overwhelmed mom, you know, again, I'm not going to tell you like what to wear specifically, but it's more what fits you, your season of life and who you are right now. Right. And so I think that one of the aspects that women really struggle with when it comes to coming into their closets is this aspirational clutter. It's the pre-baby clothes. It's the, oh, I, you know, I'm someone that would like to brunch every Sunday, but I don't (laughs) because I have spit up all over me or whatever. And there's tags still on the clothes. They feel remorse about buying things that maybe they feel like they shouldn't have. And that is taking up so much physical space. But then as you and I both know, it takes up all of that mental space. Mm -hmm. And then also it's what I talked about recently was decision fatigue. And you don't want to start your day with so many choices that you can't make another decision for the rest of the day because it's been so traumatizing (laughs) to get dressed. So I would love if you can talk about, and you can take this whatever direction you want, just if someone is looking to say, okay, I know I have too much, um, but I'm having a really hard time letting go because I'm holding on to a previous version of myself or the aspirational person. I wish I could be right now as a mom, but things are just really hard. Um, How would you kind of walk them through that editing process? So the first thing I want everyone to think about is that your closet should be the boutique you shop from every morning. It is not a museum for the person you were five years ago or a warehouse for the person you hope to be in five years. It should be like, imagine if you went to a store, right? Let's everyone has their favorite little boutique or somewhere they feel is special. You go in and the only thing they have is clothes that don't fit you. How often do you want to go to that store? Never, right? Like it's frustrating. You feel bad about yourself. Or imagine you went in there and all they had was like work suits. And you're like, well, I go to the grocery store and the gym. So I don't, you wouldn't want to go there either. So your closet has to be where you shop every morning. So it needs to fit the person you are now, both literally and figuratively. You need to be able to go in there and get dressed easily, easily. Clothes that don't fit you, they mock you in the morning, but they don't motivate you during the day. And every woman's like, oh, I'm going to get back into those jeans. Okay, cool. But you know, when you're out to lunch with your friends, have you ever said, oh no, I'm not going to do dessert because I have a pair of, you know, Britney Spears arrow low rise jeans in my closet that don't fit. <laughs> no, no. But when you see them in the morning, you're like, oh, I remember when I could wear those. Like they make you feel bad about yourself in that, in that moment, but they don't do anything for you in the day. And every woman who's ever lost weight, and I'm a champion at losing weight, We know that when you go down in size, you're not like, ah, old clothes. No, no. Every woman's like, I want to buy myself something new. So what are you hanging on for? What are you hanging on for? And I understand that that is a really emotional thing for women to let go of these clothes. So what I would suggest is if you're not ready just to let them go, box them up. There have been times where my closet has looked more like a more like a warehouse or a storage facility because anything I cannot wear in the current season of my life, not necessarily on the calendar, but current season of my life gets boxed up. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. What happens when you do that? And whether that is, you know, clothes that don't fit or clothes if you're going back to work someday or you know, you're going to travel again someday, whatever, your someday clothes should be boxed up. And then what you have left is the clothes you can actually wear right now. 
That's it. That's all that's there. And a lot of times, and it's funny, I was just working on an episode about this yesterday. A lot of times when when we look at our clothes as the entire contents of our closet as being our wardrobe, what we don't recognize is that we really don't have anything to wear. Your wardrobe is not all the clothes you own. It's all the clothes you can and do wear. That's it. So when you strip everything that you can't wear or don't want to wear away, often you go, oh, oh, this is why I'm struggling to get dressed. I literally don't have any pants. Right. And you can see the problem clearly and it cuts down, you know, all of those minutes you spend flipping through your closet, they all add up. They all add up. So if you go in and you literally only have 10 things to wear and you see 10 things to wear, it is so much faster to get dressed so much faster. So if you're not ready to completely let go, just box it up, get yourself some, go to target. You have my permission to buy some bins, go buy some bins, box it all up, put the smallest sizes on the bottom. If you're somebody who has a lot of clothes that don't fit you, put the very smallest sizes on the bottom and then layer to the things that you could almost get in now. And that way you're not digging through all the time, but don't look at it. Don't look at it every day. It's not helpful in any kind of way. I love all of that. And I think that you know, like you said, the amount of time we don't realize that we're spending kind of digging through all of this stuff. And it's not this neutral activity because you have this emotion that is tied to it. So if I go into my closet every morning, surrounded by the stuff that used to fit me, knowing that right now I'm, you know, heavier than I would like to be. So I go in and I'm like, oh, I remember when I wore this and, oh, I remember when these used to fit me, you are spending all of that precious time and mental energy on just feeling bad about yourself. And I love that it's like visual clutter is stimulus overload for us and for our kids and for everyone. And so it's like, let's just have exactly what you love to wear there. And I love the boxing up concept and then being able to kind of review that in intervals to see whether you're um, still being realistic about it. Uh, You have this concept called, which I love, uh, instead of the fear of missing out, the fear of throwing out, (laughs) which I love because I think there's two parts of that. And I'd love to hear your take on it. There's sort of also for some people, the environmental aspect where they're like, oh my gosh, I just feel bad putting more, you know, in the landfill or whatever the case may be. I regret that I bought this. Why I just feel kind of like irresponsible for Mm -hmm. going and buying a bunch of stuff at Target that I know that I didn't need. Um, And then part of it is, again, more of that emotional, like, okay, I remember the size I was when I wore this and I feel like I was a happier person and I just don't want to regret getting rid of it in case it might fit me again someday, the might and the someday. So can you talk a little bit more about that fear of throwing out and how you guide women through that? Yeah. So I think on your first point, like the environmental impact, I think that's really important. And I think something that also goes with that is the money, like the, yes, the guilt that it's going to end up somewhere. And then also the money, you feel like you're throwing away your money from the moment you bring that thing home, it's going somewhere and the money is spent, like keeping it in your closet doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything, you know? So I, I think that Guilt and memories are why people hang on to things, you know, guilt that the money was spent, guilt that somebody gave it to you, guilt that you're throwing out. And I think that when we say throwing out, I think we need to be really clear that that doesn't mean like you're just 
dumping it in, in the trash, there are more responsible ways to get rid of clothing, but there's that guilt. And then there's the memories. We remember when we could wear it, or we remember when we did wear it. And neither of those are a part of a wardrobe, right? That what you can and actually do wear. So it, it, it just starts with a mindset shift. I think the biggest factor in photo fear of throwing out is that women don't know who they are style wise, you know? And so you've bought this thing on clearance and you're like, Oh, it's a tool midi skirt. I don't know. It's only nine 99. I'm going to buy the tool. That looks like fun. But if you're not a tool midi skirt kind of person, that's $10 that you just wasted. And just like all those moments flipping through, maybe they're tiny little moments, but they add up. Every dollar you spend on clothes that you don't wear and you don't love and don't serve you is a waste, no matter how much you spent on it. So the first thing really is to figure out who you are stylized. There are things that every woman likes to wear and doesn't like to wear. You know, I think if you look on any wardrobe must have list, which that's such a hot button issue of mine, you're going to find like a crisp white shirt and a black suit. I haven't worn either of those in decades in Same. decades. So why would I have one? Why would I keep one? Right. So I, I think figuring out who you are style-wise is really, really, really important. What are the necklines you like? I don't like high, like mock neck things. Don't like them. Okay. Well now I know I, I'm not going to buy those. There will never be a day that you want to wear that scratchy sweater. There just won't. So we hang on to these things like, well, maybe someday. No, no, I always tell women the best day to clear, clean out your closet is when you have to do laundry so badly that you're like, oh my God, I have nothing to wear, right? Because if you go to your closet, you actually do have clothes. You have all of your someday clothes. All the clothes that you've been saving for this emergency are right there. And yeah. what you realize on that day is, oh, I don't want to wear them. I don't want to wear them. So really figuring out who you are style-wise is the most important factor to getting rid of photo. What do you like to wear? How do you want to look? What looks good on you? And what do you feel good in? Because once you know, I and I'll even share an example. I bought this, um, it was after my first daughter was born and I had to do a presentation for uh, a class. And I bought this like tunicky sweater thing and it was this pale kind of grayish purple and it should have been perfect for me, but I hated it. I hated it, hated it. Well, come to find out that was a terrible color on me. Right. So figuring out why I didn't want to wear that thing was really important because once I realized that that color washed me out more than anything, it was very easy to be like, oh, somebody else can can love this one from here on out. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to decluttering, I always say you're always starting with what matters to you, like what's Mm -hmm. most important to you and to have that foundational understanding of style. And for me, I, you know, I'm one of those people that jokes, oh, I must be missing that gene, which I'm sure you hear from some women like you like, oh, I don't have that. But I know that I do because there are colors that I gravitate towards, there are styles I gravitate towards, and to just be very confident in, like you said, starting with that, the basics, and then, you know, your guides, um, I will definitely link to all of that in the show notes, but it's great because I don't like going into a store and then having talk about decision fatigue, having all of those options and being like, uh, and so to have that. And then also I've used, um, I've talked about your color guru, like this concept of the colors. I know you provide color guidance as well. And so it's just like, great. I'm coming in with a plan. I have a plan based upon intentionality Mm -hmm. that I've thought about this in advance rather than, oh, it's on sale. So I'm going to buy it. 
Um, and so I really love all of that and just can't speak highly enough about your services. And I would love if, if you can share, I guess, um, where listeners can connect with you, obviously your podcast, but then if there's, I know you have different classes and so forth, anything you want to share about how people can find you and connect with you would be great. Yeah. So my website is your everyday style.com. Y O U R everyday style.com. My podcast is the everyday style school, which you can find on every podcast player. Um, yeah, on our site, you'll find all of our, our current guides and our classes and all that good stuff. But I would recommend that everyone start with the signature style quiz. And it's just a free quiz. Understanding how you want to look is the key to understanding what you should buy, right? Like that is and by the way, comfortable is not a style. Comfortable is not a style. <laughs> oh, no. No, you should be comfortable. You should not look comfortable, right? So I would start there and you can get that right on our site. It's everyday, youreverydaystyle.com slash style dash quiz. Um, and I'm sure we can we can put a link in the show notes to that. Mm-hmm. But it's a free qu- quiz. It's going to point you in a direction. We'll give you a list of kind of wardrobe essentials for that style. And it'll help you narrow down how you like to look. So you can easily, more easily get rid of some of that clutter that's overwhelming you. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and just being able to reconnect in a different way here, um, four years later. (laughs) So thank you again for coming on and for being my guest. It just really was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was a really fun conversation. If you liked today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.